let's say someone's like 22 years old. Right. How do you explain to them that like at 55 years old or 60 years old, you might not be able to play with your children or grandchildren. Right. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like you will actually not be able to move, right? Because of the way you're deadlifting, right? You want to impress everyone at the gym and lift 400 pounds, but you don't want to warm up. Hi everyone and welcome to Superwoman Wellness. I'm Dr. Taz. I've made it my mission throughout my career in integrative medicine to support women in restoring their health using a blend of Eastern medical wisdom with modern science. In this show, I will guide you through different practices to find your power type and fully embody the healthiest and most passionate version of you. I'm here for you and I can't wait to get started. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superwoman Wellness, where we are determined to bring you back to your superpower self. And joining me today is a very special guest talking about our posture as I slouch as I speak. So I have with me Vin Pham, Pham, sorry, Vin Pham, author of Sit Up Straight, Future-proof your body against chronic pain with 12 simple movements. He's a licensed physical therapist with over a decade of experience working with industry-leading health and wellness brands and treating top athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs. He's the founder of Myo Detox, a group of design-forward manual therapy clinics that are reimagining the traditional therapy and rehab experience. Using his unique system of manual therapy, Vin posts daily educational videos that help millions of people learn how to take care of their bodies. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Dr. Taz. Yes, definitely. And thanks for putting up with my slightly stuttering voice with this new embrace device I have. But we are going to, (laughs) always a challenge, but you know what? We're here to deliver information and really get people to learn about the little things they can do in their lives that make a big difference. What inspired you to tackle this particular topic about how we sit and how it's related to chronic pain? Yeah, I think everything in my life, um, you know, has always been about educating people um, about how their body works. You know, I always thought that I always truly believe that the only thing you truly own is your body. Um, and you should treat it as so in, in, in terms of like, you know, treating like a temple, you know, maintaining on a regular basis, optimizing it and things like that. But um, I felt like, you know, throughout life, as I, you know, grown older and older, I've realized that a lot of people don't take care of their body. You know, me being, thir- I'm 38 years old, um, and a lot of my my friends, you know, from back in high school and stuff like that, you can literally see the people, um, you know, really? who have taken care of themselves and people who haven't taken care of themselves, and the 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 difference is is remarkable. Oh my um, gosh! I mean, same. Like as people hit 40, I feel like it's a sifter. You can tell like who's oh. been health conscious and who has not. I mean, it's like night and day, what 40 and even 50, even 60, uh, any of those ages, what those ages can look like. Absolutely. Yeah. It's night and day. And then, you know, in that process of, of, of kind of like looking at that, things like that in that way, um, I've realized that no one really, um, has a routine to take care of their body. So we have a routine when it comes to our skin, when it comes to our hair, when it comes to our teeth, you know, it's like, uh, brush and floss when it comes to your skin, it's, it's a moisturizer cleanser when it comes to um, your hair, it's shampoo conditioner. But, you know, what do we do on a, on a daily basis for our knees, for our ankles, for mm. our back, for our neck? Nothing. That's so true. We don't yeah. we just take them for granted, right? Our poor joints. Yes. We're taking them on all for granted. Exactly. So there's no joint hygiene routine, postural hygiene routine, 
you know, and that's kind of like what inspired me to write the book. And then obviously I use the word sit up straight because that's in our current, um, you know, in our current culture, it's like sitting is so prevalent, especially mm-hmm. obviously in Western culture, it's sitting is, is, is rampant. And, um, I chose that topic because I thought it was uh, relevant to, to relate a bigger message, which is essentially take care of your whole body. Right. Obviously it's not only about sitting. So. Yeah, I was fascinated in reading your bio. You know, I know you're a physical therapist, but myo detox, the manual therapy clinics that you are talking about, what type of manual therapies are you doing in those clinics and how do they kind of address sort of the everyday issues that your clients are experiencing? Yeah, so most if you if you think of the 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 typical physical therapy clinics, um they're very focused on being reactive, so they really only focus on pain. And the second part is they're very local, localized in terms of how they view the body. So it's like, hey, you come in, you have a knee issue. They look at your knee, you know, they help alleviate pain on your knee, and then they send you on your way. Right. Right. Um, versus the way that I treat and everyone at the, uh, who works at Mild Detox treats is essentially you come in and let's say you have a knee issue. The first step is understanding like what's going on at your foot, what's going on at your hip, you know, how how what's going up above and below the joint, and as well as how does all three of those joints basically communicate to each other and move together. And then once your, your knee pain is gone, what is the plan after that? Mm. You know, no one really ever has a, a plan post pain. Right. They use that as their North star versus me. It's like, Hey, how can we make your, your knee move even more efficiently? Yeah. How do we make sure the pain never comes back? So that's kind of like how we're different at Myo detox. God, I love that. I mean, you have, do you have a lot of men in the clinics? Uh, both men and women. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. just in dealing with my husband in particular, like trying to get him in. Oh, he's not in pain, but past the point of pain has of continued course. to be a challenge. He's a dentist, so he gets a lot of the sort of neck and shoulder type pain. It's like, can I book the appointment for you? What can I? No, no, no I got, I got, I got, I got it. Years <laughs> yes, go so, by, yes, and so, nothing has changed. So. Yeah, so. Funny enough, a lot of a lot of men that come in come in because their girlfriends or wives book their appointment. That's actually so funny that you say that because it's actually so true. Because well, guys, good. No, I was just gonna say it's something I live with, and then honestly, even in my clinics, it's like a lot of times the wives and girlfriends and sisters and daughters are kicking the men. Into, <laughs> I mean, why is that? What What do you think is happening there? I mean, I, I think in, in general, men are just taught, um, you know, to like endure yeah in general you know either when it comes to like either pop culture in movies or in 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 you know disney movies all these things you know it's it kind of starts creating this whole idea that men should just walk it off um but i think that that's that's not the smartest thing to no, do you no, know no. because and it results in injury right i mean it results totally. in long-term injury so yeah um, if, if if you want to be there in the long run to protect your family and, you know, if you want longevity in your life, you got to take care of yourself, you know, put, uh, yeah, you got to put your, your mask on before you take on, take care of other people on the plane. You know, that's kind of totally. how it works. Totally. So for all the women, and hopefully there's some men listening to the show, get your loved ones into whatever appointments they need. We're talking about physical therapy today, but trust me, I live firsthand with somebody who really needs it, but I'm still kind of fighting that fight to get them in. So, <laughs> I think in this scenario, it's okay for us to be nags, but let's talk about your book, Sit Up Straight, because I think the inspiration from what I understand of writing this book really came from the pandemic and from COVID. 
What were you seeing during the pandemic? How was it affecting people in terms of how they took care of their bodies and what they were doing for themselves? Uh, I think the stat is on average, people sit anywhere between like 13 to 15 hours a day, right? And that's just in general. And then with COVID, people were sitting upwards to 17 hours a day. Wow. Right. So that's including office hours, obviously working from home, working at their mm-hmm. desk, kitchen table, or also from the couch. And now it's like, you're going from your kitchen table, you know, in all these weird positions, yeah. you know, go, oh, going yeah. like this. And then, and then you relax after a day of work and you go on the couch and you sit like all contorted, you know, <laughs> with, with, with your loved ones. Right. And, yeah. And then you also didn't have an outlet for physical activity during that time. Right. Because, you know, your usual volleyball runs or soccer runs or whatever it is that you like to do, you know, you were confined in your spaces. So that definitely, um, sh- you know, showed up in the clinics where everyone was having back pain and neck pain, mm. uh, like, like, like crazy. And then we were lucky enough to be open during COVID because we were essential services. Right. So we got mm-hmm. to see, um, we were almost like the, the only movement someone would get during the day, wow. like, like walking from their house to, you know, to the car, to the clinic. And then doing exercise at the clinic and they're like, oh my God, like this feels so good. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you just need to move <laughs> in general. Um, so that's kind of what I saw during COVID. And I saw it as an opportunity to, you know, now that everyone is at the peak of like awareness in terms of like, oh man, like I really need to take care of all these things, right? Not only when it comes to your body and in terms of life too, a lot of people start right. having life realizations during COVID. And I thought, I just thought the book was appropriate. And then so that's kind of how it came about. Gotcha. And I love how you talk about like a joint wellness plan, just like we have a skin and hair wellness plan, you know, a nail wellness plan, all these other things. What are the key elements of that type of plan? Um, it's just, it needs to be daily, if not, if not, uh, if possible, but it, regular, if not daily. Um, and it's just, it's very simple. It'll take you anywhere between five to 15 minutes to essentially just have your body articulate through its full range of motion. Right. And then as you build more and more uh, comfort with these movements, things just get easier. And um, yeah, that's it. That's really that simple, you know, and your body essentially just needs to experience what it doesn't experience. So if, for example, in your daily life, you're always turning your neck to the left like this. Mm -hmm. Over time, your brain starts losing the ability to turn to the, uh, your neck to the right. Well, simple as that. Right. So if you were doing 17 hours, of this, yeah. In a perfect world, you would have 17 hours of this. But in a, you know, in our world, it's like your spine experiences flexion for mm-hmm. 17 hours sitting down, and then it, you lie down and maybe you know you get a little bit, but you're still kind of flexed because maybe your 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 bed is soft. So really, you're just your your lumbar spine is basically your lower back is just flexed forever, right? You know, and all of a sudden you you decide to extend. Uh, you know, because you got to go pick up something or you're, you're playing basketball, you got to reach all of a sudden your back just goes, mm. Hey, listen, we can't do that. And then your whole musculature goes into spasm. Well, so, when we started yeah. the show, I was sharing with you how I've got dead butt syndrome, which is basically mm-hmm. where the gluteal area is super weak, mm-hmm. which is shocking to me because I do yoga, I walk, I do weights, but I guess I'm not because I am sitting a lot, right. I have a very sitting friendly job, um, there are muscles I haven't, I haven't reached or I haven't gotten to with my routine. So mm-hmm. this five to 10 minutes a day, is this a whole body movement? Is it 
once a day or twice a day? Like, how do we, like, what do we do for those of us that sit? What are maybe three or four things we could be doing to make sure we don't get locked into this muscle memory where we're not using, you know, the layers of muscles underneath the ones that we commonly know? Mm -hmm. So the way that I designed the routine is essentially like 12 exercises that you can run through uh, if you want to hit everything. If you Mm -hmm. don't want to think about it, you want to hit everything, just run through the whole routine. It'll take you roughly, roughly 20 minutes. But if you want to get specific, it, it really depends on um, what your issue or injury is. So, you know, there's areas where like um, some exercises are more focused on the spine. Some exercises are more focused on your foot. Um, you know, it kind of varies back and forth. Um, if you were thinking about um, to the average listener that, you know, these three, two, three exercises would fit for everybody. I would say the, num- the number one exercise I would give out of everything is probably the gears exercise, which is the okay. first exercise in the book, which is essentially about articulating your spine, right? And understanding how all of these, you know, your arms and your legs, for example, all play a role in, in mobilizing your spine, right? And then um, simple enough is your, you, you want me to go through it right now? Or yeah, you, I was going to say, yeah. yeah, let's take a look yeah. at it. So simply, you know, let's just start first understanding, okay, so this is your, the, your, your thoracic spine, so the middle of your back, Yep. right? Mm-hmm. So let me do it from a sitting position. So you're here like this and you basically just want to see if you slouch like this, uh-huh. right? Normally, how about if you just straightened up, right? And literally just going back and forth between these two positions will make you start to understand, oh, what do I feel in my body? Yeah. Am I, am I tight more on the left side of my lower back? Am I more tight on the right side of my lower back? Or is it more like the middle of my spine? Or is this bothering my neck? Like, what do I feel? Hmm. Dr. Taz, what do you feel when you're doing this? You feel any tightness anywhere or any? I feel a little bit in my lower back. Lower back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So see, already we're starting to see, okay, that's definitely an area of focus that you want to work on for, yeah. for this exercise. The next step is you're going to take your hands mm-hmm. and you're going to turn them out. So you put them to your side like this, right? And as you're turning them out, Notice what happens to Ooh. your back. Yeah. Especially the right, this like right shoulder, right area. Yeah. So you have tightness in your right shoulder. You might have yeah. tightness in your shoulder. You might notice that as you're turning your arms out like this is driving your spine to extend even further. Yep. Right. And then the reverse is you would basically bring your arms forward like this. Okay. Right. And have them face like this. Okay. Right. And as you're doing that, you'll notice that you'll, it's going to feed into spinal flexion. So your spine's going to start bending forward a little bit. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And basically you're just going back that and then you're reversing it and opening it. Right. Exactly. So from the side, it looks like this. Right. Mm-hmm. And essentially you're just brushing and flossing your spine. Oh, That's essentially that. what's, yeah. You're just like flossing yeah. it out, having, helping the experience ranges of motion. It hasn't in a while. Right. And then you start noticing in your case, for example, hey, listen, like something's going on with my right shoulder. Something's going on with my lower back. Oh, I definitely need to help oil this whole situation up. Right. Yeah. So for those of you that listen and don't actually watch the podcast, this would be a great video to watch because it's, um, you know, Vin is actually showing me some of these exercises. I'm just thinking of all of us sitting in the car or, you know, in carpool line or maybe at our office jobs or at our computer or even me talking to a patient, just kind of these simple things that we're doing throughout the day, I know can make a really big difference. Let's do another 
another one. What about tech neck? All of us. One of the things that's super interesting in practice, we do a lot of Eastern medicine in practice too. So we'll do the scanning on folks and every patient, I kid you not, it comes back on the Chinese medical scan has inflammation at C7 and T1. So that's the Mm -hmm. neck. I think it's all of us, right? Doing this whole phone routine. So what's the solution to that? What's the solution to kind of avoiding tech neck and elongating our neck and kind of keeping, keeping us up when we're always looking down? For sure. I mean, w- there's a few solutions, but like simply the first exercise will for sure help you a lot because that's going to help you extend through the middle part of your back and okay. alleviate tension at C6, C7, sorry, C7, T1, uh-huh. right? And then the next one would be one of the main, main reasons people have tech neck is because they essentially use more of their upper cervical. So the ups, the up, upper part of their neck versus the lower part of their neck. Mm. So just to show you um, from here, people now will start to rotate and look up from here versus having any motion from here, from mm-hmm. the bottom, you know? And then this next exercise that I'm about to show you, you guys can Google that at home too. It's really easy to find. It's called a chin tuck, which essentially you want to sit up straight like this with good posture. And then from here, you're basically going to, someone's trying to touch your chin and you're basically just retracting, moving away from it, right? And you're essentially going to give yourself a double chin. And then while you're doing this, you're going to start feeling a huge stretch in the back of your neck. All of this is going to feel like it's opening. This is a chin tuck. Chin tuck, yeah. Do you feel that, Dr. Taz? Yep, yep, yep. Amazing. And you're just going to relax and you're going to bring it again. And you're going to hold for a second or two. It almost hurts. Yes, it does hurt if you haven't done it in a while. Yes. It definitely pain, pain is gain. Pain is uh, gain. Man. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we're all looking down, you know, as much as we are. And then is that same motion what's causing TMJ? Like uh no, not necessarily, but I mean it's just a lot of times when, when people have um um neck issues, it definitely starts affecting how your body position is, you know, in terms of your your head and your jaw and then you might end up chewing a certain way. Mm. You know what I mean? Everything's misaligned. For example, like if if you're if you're side bent like this, naturally when you put food in your mouth, it's just gonna go towards the right. Got it. Are you right? seeing a lot of TMJ in clinic? Uh yes, I do see yeah. a lot of TMJ. Yeah, we see TMJ as well for sure. Are there right. exercises that help because prov- I feel like that's an epidemic? I mean, I feel everyone I touch is like inflamed. So are there exercises that we can do to help relax that area? Yeah, absolutely. Simple one is you basically just taking your hands and you basically just, you would be touching here, right here on your cheek from, mm-hmm. yeah, from the angle of your jaw here. And you're basically okay. just pushing up. This is, this muscle is called the masseter, right? Oh. Uh, yeah. And you can go upwards. Like I this. wish you could watch me guys. This is yeah, and you can... hilarious, but also <laughs> painful. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you could also go down as well if you you hold your head like this and just right. push down like this. Yeah. You're doing it yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, you're doing it right. And just push it down. Uh-huh. Like here. And then you yeah, there you go. Huh. Yeah, that would definitely help you relax your jaw. So going up and then pushing down. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh my goodness. These are so good. And you can do these like anywhere. That's so anywhere great. at home, in the car, hanging out. Do you feel like people should go to a physical therapist? monthly what kind of routine should folks have do you think i think i think that in a perfect world uh you know we would be similar to a dentist mm-hmm. you know as in like you know if you have a cavity you would go see us but currently right. in the current state of the world that's like people are coming to see me and literally i just go you should brush your teeth 
Mm. It's, it's essentially kind of what I tell them. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of these exercises in the book are things that, that therapists will be teaching you when, when you go see them at my clinics, for example. Got but it. to me, this, this should be almost like, like common knowledge and you should only go see me for like something very complicated, gotcha. such as, such as like a sleepy, uh, you know, sleepy glute right. or you know, something that's a little bit more complex is what you should come see me. But a lot of people come in and they, they're like, just like, Hey, can you clean my car? Right. I'm like, right. Not in yeah. one session. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But generally in terms of prescription, I would say if you have an injury, um, you're seeing anywhere between someone anywhere between three to four sessions for a minor issue moderate issues in between, between five and eight. And then like 15 plus is more like chronic issues that are like just been forever. Um, and then, you know, it, at the pace of in a perfect world, you're seeing a physical therapist doing the way that, sorry, doing our methodology. You're probably seeing him like once, once a month for like half an hour to an hour, just to check in. How's your movement this week? Where are your right. movement goals? Right. You know, so something like that. I think that would be so helpful because one of the things we all see and practice over and over again is everyone wants to power through, right? So their jaw might hurt, their neck, well, my husband, right? Neck might hurt, shoulders might hurt, hips might hurt, but they're going to ignore them until there's a major issue. What are maybe the top five preventable kind of physical therapy joint issues that you see in your practice? I, I would say almost everything is preventable. To right. be honest with you, if it becomes a chronic pain issue, it's super preventable. Gotcha. It's just you have to be aware of it and you just have to 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 do the right exercises for it. It's 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 actually really not that complicated. You know, it's like saying, it's like saying, like, hey, how do you prevent uh you know your your teeth from falling out? Gotcha. So it's you know? movement, 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 movement. Movement, 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 movement that your body does not experience often. Gotcha. Right. And how do I build your how do I build your movement vocabulary the same way? I would build your actual vocabulary. The more words you you know how to use, the more you're eloquent when you're speaking. The more movements that I teach your body, the more you're able to um, troubleshoot when something's like stuck in the back of your car and right. you're trying to grab it and then you know exactly how to do it. But if you're not ready for it, this is a movement you've never really been accustomed to. All of a sudden you're like, oh, mm. like my shoulder just just blew out. You know? such helpful information. I, yeah. I'm just sort of thinking about how we obviously need to incorporate this stuff into our lives day in, day out. How much do you have to educate folks on the connection between their muscle pain and not just their posture, but also inflammation and some of these other ideas? Do you guys talk, do patients talk about that very much or just? Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, you know, as, as we all know, pain is multifactorial, you know, right. there's, there's nutrition, there's sleep, there's stress. There's so many things that, you know, all pile together to create like, Hey, listen, this is why you're feeling this pain. Mm-hmm. Obviously from a physical therapist perspective, we mainly focus on the, the biomechanics MSK part of it, musculoskeletal mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, d- we are definitely very aware of all the other things as well, all the factors as well. Um, but I think overall as a profession, we're not well-trained to be quite honest with you, for, for all these ancillary like things. Um, well, and let's yeah. say somebody's a little bit further down kind of the health spectrum and they have obesity issues or some of those type of issues, same exercises apply. These are things they could do as well. Yeah, of course. Same exercises apply, but I would also say that, Hey, listen, like you need to get your weight under control. You need to get your nutrition under control because, right. you know, I can, I can feed you all the great, the greatest exercise, but if you keep eating at McDonald's, 
not gonna <laughs> yeah, work. Right. It's not gonna work, right? And right. I, yeah. To me, to me, the the best approach to physical therapy and physical health in general is just common sense. Yeah. You I know? love your but, like. It's easy. It's like brushing and flossing. We have to tell you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hard part is just convincing people to care about it. That's really what it comes down to. It's like. How, how do you how do you explain to someone that if they don't take care of their body when they're going to be let's say someone's like 22 years old right how do you explain to them that like at 55 years old or 60 years old you might not be able to, to play with your children or grandchildren right. Right. Do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you will actually not be able to move right because of the way you're deadlifting right now and you're not you want to impress everyone at the gym and lift 400 pounds but you don't want to warm up but you don't think about this because this is so far out right? But when it comes to your teeth, for example, if you don't brush your teeth, the ramifications of like you, your teeth falling out in the long term, like you, you're aware of it, but you don't really even care that much. But the reason why you care is because your breath is going to smell and you're going to look a certain way and someone's going to tell you immediately that day. Right. So the incentives line up where you go, oh yeah, yeah, I got to do this or else like my wife's going to leave me. (laughs) Like, you know, um, what about, yeah. is there any, like, it's so hard to motivate people when they can't see it or feel it. Is there any scan or body scanning out there where it tells you these are the weaker muscles? Like, I mean, I'm telling you, I didn't realize I wasn't using my glutes effectively. I had no idea. So is there anything out there that you can sort of, you know, preventively step into and it's like, Hey, watch these muscles, you know? Um, yeah. And I mean, to tell you the truth, I'm not really aware of anything that's really uh, consumer friendly. That's easy right. to get to. That's not like a, you know, hey, get in the scanner is going to cost you like five thousand right. dollars to scan your whole body. Right. Um, but to me, it's like it's simple as like having um, um, teaching people to have a, a like a bo- almost like a body awareness test. You mm-hmm. know, it's like exactly kind of what I did with you. It's like, hey, like move your shoulder. Oh, hey, what do you feel at this end range of motion? Oh, this one feels off versus this one. You know, the same way you would do like a breath test. It's like, hey, yeah. does my breath smell bad? Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. or look in the mirror and go, hey, do I have something stuck in my teeth? Yeah. It's like the same equivalent. It's just you have to be aware of it. It's like, for example, when you're walking, do you feel like your right foot and your left foot are striking the ground the same? Absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. But people don't pay attention to that. Yeah. They don't even think about that. But if they start thinking about it, then they start being like, oh, yeah. Like my right feels, my right foot feels really off. Maybe that's why I can't activate my glute as much as my left glute mm. because, because my, my right foot doesn't pronate. Well, I'm getting a little bit technical, but my mm. right foot doesn't pronate well. And because it doesn't pronate well, that whole chain of, of, uh, the ground, uh, sorry, the ground reaction force hitting your, your, your foot, uh, your, your foot and all these articulations starting up the chain to start waking up your glute. It doesn't happen because it just stops here and you, it, the force doesn't really transfer that way. Got right. It. Because yeah. that whole your foot doesn't articulate with the ground properly, and your foot doesn't articulate with the ground properly, your glute actually can't turn on. So that is kind of like the level of detail that you can go into um, when it comes to like teaching somebody. But the first step is it'd be easier for me to say that if you you come to see me and and then you go, hey, listen, like my foot's not my my right foot is off. But people don't really come saying that; they just go, hey, uh, you know, this hurts or this hurts or or. Or, and it's not really like, like nuance. Then I have to like do so much detective work. Um, to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. To figure it out. Got yeah. It. Gosh, I want to copy your book. I'm going to give it to my husband because. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah send you. We'll send you it for sure. Yeah. How can people find out about your work and what you do? What's the best way for them to connect with you? 
Yeah, so they can either go to myodetox.com, M-Y-O-D-E-T-O-X.com. Okay. Or or they can also follow me on Instagram, Vinny Rehab. So V-I-N-N-I-E-R-E-H-A-B. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me and educating us about joint and muscle awareness. It's like brushing and flossing. We just need to make it a part of our routine habits. I love that analogy so much. So thank you. And for everyone else, thank you for watching and listening to this episode of Superwoman Wellness. We'll see you guys next time.